0: Hey, and welcome to the first episode of the podcast for you guys. Sorry it took so long to get out. I've just been super duper busy, but there's some interesting things happening in the world that um, I thought I really wanted to get out ahead on and cover real quick for you guys. So this should be a a nice quick video uh, to start off the podcast. All right. So the first thing I want to start off with, because I woke up this morning and we have a new controversy that's just stupid because everything on Twitter is stupid. So, Kirk Cousins. The other day, in an interview on The Ringer, uh, the podcast title being 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt um, was talking about COVID COVID 19. And I cannot believe I'm going to defend a Vikings quarterback, but uh, Kirk Cousins said that he was not overly worried about COVID 19 affecting him personally and that he's not so certain on the usefulness of masks and whether or not he wants to wear a mask. So, naturally people jumped on him and pulled this quote from the podcast they said he said if, and I quote if i die i die so barstool sports posts ivan drago and kirk cousins um, are taking the same route of i'm not afraid of the coronavirus if i die i die sports center posts about it if i die i die new york post if i die i die and then everybody is just attacking him on social media for this but the problem is that's just one out of context soundbite he talked on length about his knowledge on COVID 19 and how he's correctly assuming that he's not going to be affected by this thing without a medical anomaly um on top of that he said that he's not a huge fan of masks but he will wear them if it makes other people comfortable and because the whole concept of masks is that they protect those around you no scientist right now will tell you, even Dr. Anthony Fauci will not tell you, that masks will protect you. Masks protect those people that are around you, um, and masks protect the vulnerable people. So they are much more effective in keeping your germs off of other people than other people's germs off of you. So that, that's a good perspective to comment it mask wearing if you're not a fan of wearing masks, is that you're helping other people around you, and at a bare minimum, you're making other people comfortable. So I just thought I really wanted to touch on that really quickly. And then something else interesting happened on Twitter because, you know, again, everything on Twitter is stupid. Donald Trump tweeted out uh, the other day, I can't remember what day it would have been, that the CDC secretly and quietly changed the amount of COVID-19 deaths to only 6% of the 180,000 or so reported cases were actually COVID-19 deaths. And... It's just, uh, why? Like, they did not say that. There's a, I have the CDC report up right now, um, So because there's some interesting things that I really do want to highlight because of the age of my target audience here with this podcast, being my fellow college students. Um, but basically, just to give you a summary of what the CDC actually said in their report, is that out of, like, the uh, brown now currently... We have 164,280 reported deaths involving COVID-19 as of August 26th they they say that six percent of those deaths were caused by COVID alone meaning that there was no pre-existing conditions no con- concurrent diseases so there was no basically 94 percent of the people that died from COVID-19 had diabetes or were overweight or already had pneumonia or already had influenza were immunocompromised, had heart conditions, had lung conditions, things like that. They had two or more of those things and then essentially COVID-19 was the straw that broke the camel's back with that. And then because they got COVID-19, they died. So Donald Trump was trying to say that these people only died because they were just gonna die anyway, which isn't necessarily always the case. There is some truth to that statement in that a lot of these people were already probably going to die unfortunately, before they got COVID-19. But that doesn't make their life less worth protecting, and that doesn't that doesn't mean that COVID-19 didn't have a hand in their death because it was the final straw that killed that person. So uh, the, the, the lowering of the death total in terms of COVID-only deaths isn't really like – it's good news, don't get me wrong. It's very good news to know that if you're a healthy person, you're not going to die from this. You're just not. But it's, it's, not, it's not like this disease is just fake and it's not killing people, because it still is killing people at the exact rate that we thought. It's just that we now have confirmation that if you have any pre-existing conditions, you're at a higher risk. And the problem is the United States population is not very healthy. So everybody has pre-existing conditions, pretty much. So that, that's another problem. But another interesting thing that I just want to highlight from the report, because I was looking at it just out of curiosity. And I've been saying this for a while, but it's just interesting. As of August 26th, 2020, so this is starting at the beginning of the t- 2020 and carrying on to now, there has been of people aged 15 to 24, so basically your high school age to your college age students, there's been a grand total of 280 deaths. Now, I'm not a great mathematician, but 280 deaths divided by roughly 160,000 deaths means that 0.0175% of COVID-19 deaths are due to people of college and high school age. That doesn't mean that those 280 lives don't matter, but what it does mean is pretty much every single one of those lives was an anomaly. And you cannot, schools and the government should not and cannot be legislating on statistical anomaly because that will just end poorly for everyone. So I don't see any colleges that are small and smart closing down their doors before Thanksgiving at all this year. I don't see any reason for any college to do that, frankly. If, and I'm going to be careful with this, if COVID-19 were to just completely run through a college campus and its student population, the odds that even like a college the size of Wisconsin Lutheran College even sees one single death is very low. Wisconsin-Lutheran has around 1,200 students. If COVID-19 ran through the student body, it seems currently that we'd need about 50 to 60% of students to get infected to have a, some level of herd immunity. That would mean that you're looking at, at most, two deaths. And those students already had other underlying conditions. So now that we can protect those students, knowing that they're the only ones that are dying from this, we can really limit deaths in that young adult age and allow students to get back to school. Um, So that was just one interesting thing I wanted to highlight from that. And then I I just want to get onto the the polling real quick because there's some very interesting things happening with the polling, and I think a lot of this has to do with the tension in Kenosha and Joe Biden finally coming out of his basement. So Joe Biden's campaign strategy in 2020 has pretty much been sit in his basement say nothing and let Trump just unload on his own foot like just 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 kill himself Trump should if if Trump just sat around and did nothing if Trump did not tweet Trump would be running away with this election but unfortunately he's not doing that so what Trump is really gonna have to do now is he's gonna have to buckle down focus up which he was able to do in 2016 later in the election cycle and that's kind of why he won he has to buckle down focus up and start to really push his policies rather than push the social aspect of his government's governance, because obviously currently COVID-19 is a mess. But he has to point to the fact that the economy was great before COVID and the economy is quickly recovering from COVID. He also has to point to the fact that Joe Biden simply just is not here with us. Joe Biden is I mean, essentially Democrats are running a corpse. They're running Joe Biden to get him into office. And then Kamala Harris, the most authoritarian president of our lifetime, if she were to become president, will step in and just be a tyrant, essentially. So, I mean, if Trump just is quiet and lets Biden talk, Biden will keep doing more stuff like this that he did in Pittsburgh uh, just the other day uh, here. Just have a listen to this. Covid has taken this year. Just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just it's when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. <laughs> there was a, there was a video on Twitter of the um, the Democrats broadcasting that with a sign language translator, and it was. I feel bad for the guy I I don't know what Joe Biden meant I don't know what he was trying to say there and it's just if Trump would let him do that and Trump would just push policy Trump would win this election but Trump can't do that because Trump is Trump so instead we're locked in this really tight election and as it stands right now Trump's really gonna have to make up some ground um in the battleground states Trump is is losing um, he's not losing terribly but he's losing he's certainly losing. Um, according to um, polling data in the United States on real clear politics, if the election were to happen today, not even including Ohio North Carolina, Georgia Florida, Arizona, those are toss-up states at the moment Biden would already win. so if Trump took all through all of those states Trump would still not win the election. it would be close but he would not win the election. However, that polling data has Joe Biden ahead in Wisconsin, has Joe Biden ahead in Pennsylvania. Um, It has Joe Biden ahead in Minnesota and Michigan. Now, Minnesota is going to be a tough grab for Trump. So that one's probably going to go to Joe Biden, because for some reason, Minnesota is like the only Midwestern state that just always votes Democrat. It's just I, I don't know. Whatever. And then Arizona, Trump will probably pick up Arizona, I would have to imagine. Um, Trump will pick up Florida. Trump will pick up Georgia. And Biden's going to take Virginia. And North Carolina's really going to be a big one, I think. Because North Carolina's been a pretty strong Republican state in the past, in the recent past. But the Democrats have been making a lot of moves in state elections. They've been making making a lot of moves in just Senate and House rep host elections as well so it's going to be an interesting one to see what happens there but once you get to once you get to that point and you have say north carolina goes to trump now you're really getting into michigan wisconsin ohio and pennsylvania which is where most elections are decided but i mean this is where the 2016 election was literally decided i went to bed in 2016 when trump won wisconsin because i knew that it was over now, now, if you get to this point where in those battleground states, Joe Biden wins Minnesota, Trump wins Florida, which he's going to do, Trump wins Arizona, they split Virginia and North Carolina, the only realistic way for Trump, I, I see him winning this, is that he pretty much is going to, I mean, he's going to lose Ohio, most likely. So the only realistic way that he can win this election is he's going to have to take Wisconsin. He's going to have to take Michigan, and that's still not enough. He's going to have to take Pennsylvania. So whoever gets three of those states is going to win, and I don't don't think there's a scenario where one of them gets two of those states. There certainly isn't a scenario where Trump wins, where he only wins two of those states. So if you're in Wisconsin and you want Trump to win this election, you better get out and vote. If you want Biden to win this election, you better get out and vote. Because, I mean, Wisconsin's 10 electoral college votes are going to be huge in this election because... It's just going to be a huge swing because I don't, I, don't, I don't see Wisconsin and Michigan splitting. I see them going the same direction. Um, and then just one last interesting thing I wanted to note about polling data. Trump was just getting, throughout most of July and early August, he was just getting smoked in the polls. And things have slowly started to turn around. And people will say, well, national polling averages really don't show that. But I, I disagree. Um, The average of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, North Carolina, and Arizona, Trump is currently down two and a half points to Joe Biden, which is at pretty much the lowest it's been this summer. The last time it was at that level or lower was April 20th, 2020. That was pretty much pre-COVID. And then COVID hit and Joe Biden spiked all the way up to 6.2% at one point. And so... Trump is th- moving in the right direction. And this, this I hate to point to 2016 because 2016 was weird, but this looks very much like 2016. At this point in 2016, Trump was losing to Clinton by three and a half percent in the battleground state polling average. Um, so if you compare that to now, Trump is actually doing um, eight tenths of a point better in 2020 than he was in 2016, and he has momentum just like he did in 2016. So to say this election is over and Joe Biden's going to win right here and right now is just, I don't think it's correct. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens, um, but I would expect this trend to continue. I'm going to keep touching on this because this is a very interesting situation that Trump is doing this um, against Biden. Because at one point, Biden was just like, like it was even worse. Like Hillary Clinton was absolutely just obliterating Trump in polling. It was even worse for Trump against Biden than it was against Hillary Clinton. And so this is why I just don't understand why the Democrats don't just shut up and let Trump just dig himself a hole. And I don't understand why Trump won't just shut up and let the Democrats dig themselves a hole. Because both parties are really just alienating people. Nobody's bringing anybody in. And that's why I think it's just, this whole just 2020 election is just going to be a mess. Um, I think I'm going to probably cover House and Senate next week um, because there's some interesting races there too. Republicans better hold the Senate. Um, otherwise they're in big trouble because they're not going to win the house back. Um, and obviously the presidency is up in the air. So, uh, that'll be for next week. But again, uh, thank you for listening. Um, I hope this helped you out a little bit. Uh, again, sorry for taking so long to get this out. I was busy and I was trying to figure out a name for the podcast. I still haven't figured out one. So you should maybe, uh, hit me up with name suggestions. But um, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, have a have a good night. But.